This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Pride Round is upon us and Collingwood are playing Richmond. To tell us about what it means to the Pies, it's Sarah Rowe. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here. Great. You must be looking forward to the game. Yeah, really looking forward to the game. I think it's um, always a great round, Pride Round, and it's always a great occasion for the club. So we love to celebrate that. Well done. All right. Now, quite obviously, that accent of yours didn't originate in Australia. Uh, when, when did you come here and was football the reason? Yeah, I came here five years ago now and it's hard to believe I've been here for that long. I think my plan was originally to just come for one year. I came for a holiday to have a look at a couple of clubs in Victoria at the time and I was pleasantly surprised by the world that existed outside of my own in Ireland and I when I came over here, I was like, I was absolutely blown away by the AFLW setup. And it was only, I think, in season two at the time. Um, so, yeah, I've been here five years since. It, I didn't plan on staying so long, but here I am. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there's quite a few Irish players playing in the AFLW. And there's always been that beautiful connection between uh, Ireland and Australia when it comes to footy. Um, but what was it like coming to the biggest club in the land, Collingwood being one of the oldest biggest clubs yeah I think at the time when I came over so I went and visited six clubs in Victoria at the time and something about Collingwood when I walked into the front doors of the place I was like there's something different about this place I didn't know what it was but I I did feel at home straight away and I don't think I realized the significance of what Collingwood meant until I moved over here and people would say oh what are you doing over here and I'm like oh I'm just playing AFL Um, and they were like for who and I was like Collingwood and then I would realize in people's response to that as to how big of a deal that was but for me because it was so far removed from my world in Ireland it was just like I was just coming over to play a new sport it was a really big challenge I was probably spent half the time inside my head that year where I was just trying to get better at what I was doing because I was like this is embarrassing like I'm coming over to play a sport that I've never played before I'm essentially not good at, it at all so um, I think that was where my head was at but yeah I think I realized and over time as well the significance of it especially when you see like how much of an impact the boys had on everyone this year with them winning a grand final and the significance of that. And um, you re- really realise what the club means to everyone. Yes, we won't stop hearing about that premiership for a long <laughs> <Never>. time. <laughs> <laughs> and you certainly undersell yourself in your abilities because you're a, you play Gaelic football in Ireland. You were representative for Ireland in soccer and you're a pretty good AFL footballer. So your abilities are very good, Sarah. I've seen you play. Now, um, Collingwood, as I said, playing Richmond at uh, Victoria Park on Sunday. So what's happening to help the fans get involved in celebrating Pride Round? Yeah, we have lots of activations um, happening at the game on Sunday and we're looking forward to that. Um, Collingwood have been such an inclusive club since the day I walked in those doors. So um, I know that they're going to put on a big occasion for the day. And obviously we wear Pride Pride Guernsey as well, which um, is great. We love wearing that. We wore it um, up in Sydney at the weekend, but it wasn't our official Pride round. So um, we'll definitely make a song and dance about it at the weekend. So tell us about uh, what what the um, the Guernsey looks like and what it, what the um, motives mean. So 
Our Pride Guernsey design features a magpie wings with each feather representing a colour of the Progress Pride rent, uh, Pride flag. No, lovely. I know I've seen uh, an image of it and it, it looks pretty special. So what does that feel like when you run out and you know that by even just the simple thing of wearing that, it's making a difference to people because you're visible and you're accepting it and or the club are? Yeah, I think it's um, a massive, I suppose, the visual representation of what the Guernsey means is so significant and so important to so many girls in our environment first in our four walls. And then obviously what that does for the crowd, the fans and, you know, the players coming up or like just, I suppose, the culture in 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 its whole. So I think, um, yeah, it's a really big deal. Wonderful. Um, now, do you think the promotion of the the round by the teams and all the celebration and what we see on the grounds has an impact on the LGBTIQA plus community um, more broadly? Yeah, definitely. I think to be athletes have such a big impact on so many things. Um, like, and I think the significance of that for younger kids growing up and the um, all of the community, it just makes such a difference to have that representation and show that the athletes show their support in everything they do and um, the diverse and inclusion of everyone. So it always looks so joyous. So apart from, you know, all the wonderful um, flags and things like that that people get involved in, is it actually really like a different energy when you run out uh, on the ground? Yeah, it it does feel because it's it's the color. Yeah, it's the color that has that impact on you. And we always talk about colors and what colors mean to us and like how like blue would be a color that we'd be like, oh, that's a color that we need to reset and to refocus again. It kind of brings calmness to our group. So we do talk about the meanings of colors at times. So I think to see such a spread and a wide variety of colors is um, it brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. And we felt that up in Sydney, actually, at the weekend when they had I don't know it, was, it wasn't fireworks but whatever they had the smoke the different colors of smoke it was um yeah it was a really special occasion mm, I was down at the Frankston Oval where the Hawks and Port Adelaide were celebrating pride um, because they do it over two rounds to celebrate at home grounds and then away games um and yeah the the, the smoke and everything that came up during the Guard of Honor was just really special moment those kind of visual visual colors that come out um, but what organisations or charities are typically supported by Collingwood during Pride Round? And uh, internally, what do the club do for the player group leading up? Well, we have um, our community partners stand-up event, events and they do an education session, which they'll host tomorrow for us um, around the language of the LGBTIQA plus community. And I think I remember them coming in last year and like every year I learned something new. Um, and because it's not something that you always get taught, I suppose, and probably haven't grown up. And especially me coming from Ireland, I probably it wasn't as visual to me growing up. And um, so I think to have people like that coming into the club um, and to helping us all with our language, I suppose we can always learn um, to be better in this space. But um, yeah, we the club are always doing their best in that space. So you're a highly successful Gaelic footballer, as I touched on before, and you um, and played soccer for Ireland. So of the three codes that you play professionally, who trains the hardest? That's a really good question, and it 
it's different. Every sport is different. There's a culture within a culture of sport. There's common themes within successful teams is what I believe. But I do have to say that Gaelic footballers are the hardest working players that I know. Um, I think it's because we come from an amateur space. We're always the underdog. We don't get paid for what we do. And we're always trying to strive to become better. And I think, you know, you play for your community, you play for your people and you play for the same team your whole life essentially so there's a real meaning behind the community and family piece and I think that drives players to another level and obviously with there being no money involved in playing everyone does it for the same reasons and so people are working full-time jobs and also um, applying themselves to essentially full-time training so I do believe Gaelic football players are very mentally strong and I think that's why so many of the Irish girls have come over here and done so well is because they love the fact that they come into a professional environment and have so many resources available and we're so grateful for them because we're like here we are in a professional environment where that we've so many people to help us become better players whereas in Ireland you know you might have one manager a coach and a strength and conditioning coach and one or two extras outside that but you know you've a whole business of people behind you here so that really makes a difference to the athlete and how they can um, learn and get better. It's funny that you say that because um, when the AFLW started, we were very much the league was very very under resourced. Mm. Uh, the, the women have had to fight very hard to to get to the space that we're in. So under resourced in ways, but from in Irish comparison. perspective, it massively over resourced. Wow, isn't that interesting? So we came over and we were I was like. You, God, girls, you have to be so grateful for what we have here. But then obviously I can see where the game can go as well. So I'm like, yeah, we need to keep pushing and striving to, um, you know, tidy up a few gaps. And, you know, we need full time coaching. There's a few things that we need in order to get better. So it's like those things, once they um, we get to full time professional, um, you'll see the game go to any, another level. Yeah, I suppose over here we're comparing women's football to men's football more than you know our, our football to another in different codes yeah that's right so are there pride rounds celebrated in gaelic football there's not actually in gaelic football not from my memory anyway but from there is in soccer um okay. so that's definitely a space that um i suppose you could tap into in the gaelic well, there's football something round. for you when you next back there yeah definitely yeah the soccer's big on uh pride like you see all the rainbows around the boundaries and um diversity inclusion stuff even during the fifa world cup recently that was that was all happening yeah yeah no it's great it is great to see you definitely see it at a lot of the international games as well and um, with soccer uh so we turn our attention to this weekend playing um richmond so am i right that you need to win this to be in the finals or to have a decent chance of being in the finals yeah, we need to win this and we potentially need other results to go our way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously our focus is just on um, winning the game and not focusing on any, any of that external stuff because we just need to go out there and win. So yeah, we are definitely under the pump. We are in that position now, but we can only control what we can control. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to be missing the wonderful Ruby Schleiser in, in the back line. She's gone down with a knee injury. How's she going with that? Yeah, it's disappointing with Rubes. I think she's had a really tough season in general mm. with injuries. She's only back two weeks from her ankle injury. So she's essentially played one and a half games of footy this year. So it's been disappointing for her. We obviously lived together as well. And 
don't think you realise the impact that injuries have on players mentally and emotionally. So I think she's had a, a tough year and it's disappointing to see her go down with a knee injury. Um, we are happy and thankful that it's not the dreaded ACL, but um, it's still disappointing for her. And um, we'll all wrap our arms around her over the next couple mm. of weeks and make sure she's okay. And she's a real talisman for the sort of the energy and the occasional party vibe in there at Collingwood, isn't she? So that, that's going to be hard for her to keep up that enthusiasm on crutches. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like you present a different version of yourself essentially when you're going through injuries because like sometimes you feel a bit defined by football, but like, you know, we're like football is not who you are. Um, so I think Ruby has a good perspective on that and knows that she has so many other things that are great in her life as well and she probably needs to dial into those over the next couple of weeks just to get herself herself out of this but um, yeah she, she still manages to bring that um, happy energy but it's more so like as a friend and as a teammate like you see it in teammates eyes when they're not exactly themselves mm. and it's very hard to be when you have injuries. And uh, Ruby told me once that you have been a massive influence on her, on her, on her fitness, her professionalism, everything like that. But I'm sure, as you said, you live together. That you're offering wonderful support to her. Yeah, definitely. We're like sisters. I think at this point, we just like. I feel like we were sent into each other's life for a reason, but we're we're always there for each other. I think we're each other's family. Like obviously she's from Perth, and she understands Australia as a country better than, better than I do, but. And then when it comes to, I suppose, our preparation in sport, like we really challenge each other on things. She might challenge me on the way I see the game and then I will challenge her on, I suppose, the way she prepares for games and all that stuff. And I think we've probably rubbed off on each other in a really positive light. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming in, having a chat. Good luck on the weekend and uh, enjoy Pride Round. Thank you. Delighted. We can't wait. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.